Well, how's it going? I'm Mark Duffy. Welcome to my channel. On today's episode, I just want to discuss about the idea of exposure for photography is a scam and what we all kind of think about it. I just kind of want to share my thoughts on it because I was in two different rooms on Clubhouse over this week and both of these rooms were discussing this. One room was actually dedicated to this and then the other room was just, it was the next day and we were just doing some follow-up thinking about it. Like some of the stories I heard were absolutely disgusting, while other stories were kind of just like, mm, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really agree with that one too much. You know what I mean? So, like, there is one thing we do have to clarify is there's a big difference between exposure for photography and a collaboration. If you do a collaboration properly, it should benefit both parties involved. Um, so whether you're working with a model, you need to get the best photos out of them and they need to put in the best performance to make sure that it does work for them as well. And make sure that the ideas that you have running together suit both your needs. So there's no point doing photography of a model in work that you're never going to look for. So if you if they come to you and they're looking for boudoir type photography and you're not a boudoir photographer, you don't want to get booked for boudoir photography, then why on earth would you do that kind of photography? Um, that was one thing I noticed with clubhouses. A lot of people are getting hung up on that. Uh, where just because there's a lot of there's a lot of that on Instagram where there's a lot of like um someone said a good phrase on it was the selfie model the instagram selfie model where these aren't actually models but they are striving to be they have i i i notice it straight away as myself as well the difference between someone who's actually worked in the industry as a model and someone who's come from instagram their poses are totally different and you kind of have to tone them down a bit just kind of going because they look silly i think they look very silly some of these instagram type poses where you see a model do something similar but it's done better I, I it's it's hard to explain but it's just there's something different about someone who actually works as a model and how they hold themselves and how they pose rather than someone who's spent their time looking in a mirror with their with their phone in their face going look at this outfit and you can always you can nearly see them kind of photos as well like it's all good like you know what i mean if that's the kind of photography that you want to do if that's the kind of modeling that you you if that's the kind of posing you want to do that's good but if you're getting involved with something like that and you don't want to have anything to do with that then don't get involved in the first place so i i want to just discredit that this is not one this is not the part of the conversation i want to talk about um so that is not what we're talking about here this is not what we're considering where models approach you they don't want to pay you and you don't want to pay them and just you know and then you do something that you don't really want to pursue further you're wasting your time you're wasting their time and it's not it's just not going to benefit everyone so make sure if you, you are going down the collaboration route that you work on something like i did one with baz black recently and i wanted to do a nice contrasty actor headshot because i never get a chance to actually shoot headshots in a high contrast level because i do a lot of corporate stuff so the corporate headshots you know nice and clean not not a lot of shadows and stuff and even what i shot wasn't overly dramatic but it's very dramatic for you know what i usually shoot and when i showed the ideas to baz ahead of time he was totally up for it he was like yeah this is exactly the stuff that i'm looking to get done and it's great because he's an absolute legend to deal with you know he's got so much experience and all that there so it's you know the, the problem with some of these people who have a lot of experience like that there is you're going to get a lot of great photos out of them. So you're going to spend more time trying to uh, pinpoint the perfect photo out of the shoot because you're going to have so many to choose from, which isn't a bad complaint at the same time. And it's one thing you will notice from working with models is you'll have a lot more of great photos to choose from, which is which is always a good thing too as well. Like, But when it comes to exposure, um, the best example I can give you is one that I had recently where a hotel not too far out of Dundalk approached me 
to supply the artwork in the hotel for then the customers to have a chance to buy them off the wall and then the hotel would take 10% commission. That was what the deal was. I had to supply the the photos to them and then pay them a commission if they were sold. Um, I'll cut straight to it. I didn't agree with it at all. I thought it was a ruse for getting free artwork on a, quite a quite a busy, quite a popular hotel, if I'm going to be honest about that. And I was as polite as I could be on the email, probably a little bit blunt as well at the same time, but you know, um, I saw, I just, look, I saw the wood for the trees on it and I was working it out. Like these prints are not going to be small prints. They're not going to be average size prints. They're going to be three foot by two foot and even bigger as well. And there could be between 15 and 20 prints in this hotel. And, and then there could be more if they wanted to put them into the rooms as well. I don't think they wanted them in the room. So I'm guessing between, definitely between 20, 10 and 20 uh, photos were wanted for this. And I was just looking, the bill was going to cost me probably about three grand to get done. And I was just like, yeah, look, I'm taking all the risk here with the small chance that I get my money back. I So I hit them with a counter offer where I said, I tell you what, how about you buy the prints off me minus the commission I'm going to give you. So they were looking for 10% commission if they sold the prints. And I turned around and said, I'll, I'll sell you the prints and then you can sell them with a commission of 25% but you buy the prints to me minus that 25. So for instance, just to keep it like with simple maths, just say for instance, I was selling a three foot by two foot, I can't remember what I'm selling for, but I say I was selling a three foot by two foot for 400 euro and I'm giving them 25% off that. They're going to get 100 euro. So instead of charging them 400 euro, I charge them 300 euro and they sell it for four to keep the 100 extra. So there they get the 25%. They didn't, and the thing is, I get more than double their commission and they didn't jump all over it. That said to me that the chances of selling these prints wasn't overly high and they weren't willing to take the risk. So I replied back to them because they were like, no, why, why would we? No, we don't want to do that. We don't want to buy. We, we're looking to display. We want to display your work and we can sell your work and we'll just take 10% of you. And I'm like going, well, I'll give you 25%, but you, you buy the work. You buy the work and I take no risk. So you buy the work and I give you more than what you're looking for. Now, I, for me, I thought they should have jumped all over it. Or they should have turned around and said, you know what, give us 30%. And I would have given them 30% if they had asked. But they didn't ask because it's not a good deal. And it's a, it wasn't a good deal because there's no sales. They were just looking for free artwork on the wall. And that's where photography for exposure is a scam. Because only one one party in that was going to benefit. And that was them. I wasn't going to benefit. Yeah, people see my name on, on, the, on the prints. But that's it. They're walking past them. They're not sitting there looking at it. I have my prints up on a restaurant in Dundalk. In, in Townhouse in Dundalk. And people sit there and they're sitting there for two hours. And I have sold. Now, I paid for all of those prints except for one print. They did actually buy one of the prints off me. Uh, they really liked that one photo. And they were like, no, actually, can we buy that one? Because we want to have that one as our personal one. But all the rest of them. And um. They sell my book and all that there as well. So, you know, I have earned my money back from them. And the thing about it is as well is that even if I don't get the sales from people buying, you know, and I think it's funny, you go into a restaurant and you order, you, you know, you want to have the garlic mushroom starter and you're going to go for the, I don't know, maybe a surf and turf dinner, dessert's going to be sticky toffee pudding, maybe a wee coffee at the end. And then the waitress says, is there anything else you'd like? Yes, I would like that photo of Stevenson House please. I think it's a gorgeous photo. How much is that? And uh, can we have the bill? Can you include it on that? And then they walk. 
they pay the bill and they walk with the with the print in hand out the door into the car and away home to go. I think it's a mental. I think it's crazy, but it works. It does. It does work. The thing is, people have to know that the, you know the photos are up for sale. Like, but uh, when they know that, they, are, they we have had instances where like you know like they were missing two or three prints off the wall for a few days because I had to get them either order them in and get them into them. But um, in that case, it does work because people are sitting there for two hours. They're not walking past quickly and then stopping to have a look at a photo they're sitting there for two hours they're admiring the different artwork that's around the wall and then they're slowly creeping in their head oh maybe that would be nice that might be a nice gift that might be a nice place to put in the house and that's where that gets sold so that works but it doesn't work I think in the hotel it's, I just don't think it works in the hotel situation and I just thought that we're looking for free artwork and it's not the first time I've been approached to be you know to donate as I would call it more so my artwork um I was looked for artwork in the Lourdes Hospital. They wanted they wanted my photos to give to a printer to print as a full full wall wallpaper, and I had to forego my charges. So I was to make no money in this, and then I just asked the simple question: What discount is the printer giving? And they went nothing. And I was like, so my reply back was, then why am I expected to give? There's just as much work on their end as there is on my end. So why am I not getting anything for it? And it's just this whole thing. And, it, you know, I've experienced this over the years as a drummer. You get this all the time. If you are a creative, you are going to be undermined no matter what, because people are not going to want to pay for it. They're going to go, oh, you're brilliant. And, you know, just think about how many people can walk past that wall and see it, know it's a Mark Duffy photo and want to buy more stuff of yours. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, we all live in pipe dreams. That's fine. Fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sell me snow in the middle of winter, please. I don't know. Like, it's just, just, I just would love to just to put it out to people. Like, you know, just be very careful. Don't get so eager to get your, your name out there. You know what I mean? If your work is good enough, your name will get out there. Like, okay, I posted my photos online for a long time, uh, you know, and I wasn't getting paid for it. And I would sell the average amount of prints. Uh, per year and stuff like that there and the first few years I wasn't selling any prints at all and but the whole goal was I just wanted to get known that's my my goal was in the beginning for landscape photography I just wanted to get known and I still do now I'm not saying that all circumstances where people are only offering exposure in exchange for your photography is a bad thing but you really need to assess it and you need to weigh up the advantages for yourself and then the cost it's going to cost for it and does the effort equal the return and if it doesn't, then you say no. Another example I can give you is a top car brand in Ireland is notorious for not wanting to pay artists. They approached me before and they approached another uh, number of photographers that I know. And I said no straight away. I wasn't up for it at all. What they wanted to do was they wanted to give me a car for the weekend in exchange for photos that they could use for marketing. And th the way I look at it is once a company says to you that they want to use it for marketing, they're paying for these ads. They're paying for Google to, to display them. And when they're, when they're uh, doing, running them as Google ads, they pay per click. So it's not a case that they turn around and say, Google, we're going to pay you a thousand euro for this advertisement. If 20,000 people click it and it's a euro per click, they're going to pay 20 grand. You need to look at where, where they intend on using this and how they intend on using it. And if they say for marketing purposes, well, then they're willing to pay. You should get money for it. So I straight away said no. And I heard of other photographers that were going, that were like, oh my God, this is going to be great. And I was like, I was talking to them. I was on a WhatsApp group at the time with a few of them. And I was like, lads, I know this is great. They're going to give you a car for free for the weekend. But seriously, between the five years or four years, I can't remember how many, I think it was four. 
I was like, you could easily afford to rent a car between you for the same weekend. And I goes, and you'd benefit from it. Um, so it turns out then it transpires. They had a great weekend. They got some absolutely fantastic photos. And I know one photo in particular was used and not once did they tag any of the photographers. They, they never tagged them, even though they agreed that they would. There was no tags when given. There was no exposure given. These photos were used for the full year of advertising and not once did they even sniff at who the photographer was who created these photos and yeah took complete advantage of you know just of the of the lad's keenness and you know uh, it, it's a it's annoying for me it's annoying because I'm actually friendly with these lads you know what I mean these are lovely lads they're talented photographers and they didn't fucking deserve that and it's fucking a joke like you know so uh, it's it's scummy absolutely scummy you just have to be so so careful um Especially now, because people are more and more uh, trying to pull a fast one like this here, you know what I mean? Uh, they're going to use the covert crutch the whole time as well. Oh, it's been a bad year. It's been a bad year for everyone. It's been a bad year for everyone. You're trying to earn. I'm trying to earn. We're all trying to earn. You know, we need to, we need to work together, but we also have to understand uh, circumstances and, and all the rest. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen it over the years, even in drumming, um, where bars would give the print would give that whole ruse of not wanting to pay the band very much, not wanting to pay the band anything, or they'll, they'll pay the band through uh, alcohol, through drink. Um, I've had that before. And, you know, I used to do um, a residency in a bar in Dundalk uh, with friends of mine. And it was, that's all it was. It was just, we didn't take it seriously. And we told the bar we wouldn't take it seriously either. It was just a piss up. And, you know, we'd get there, we'd set up and we'd drink the fucking heads of ourselves and we'd have a great laugh. And it was deadly. You know, we'd finished, we'd finished there. We wouldn't even take the gear down. And we'd go into Ridley's nightclub afterwards and we'd just be absolutely fucked. It was great. But like, um, but you know what I mean? Like, but if you were there, like that was a Monday night. That was just our get That was our night out. You know what I mean? After the weekends and stuff like that there. But if you're there earning over the weekends, you're not going to want to be paid through drink. You want to, you want to pay for your groceries during the week. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's uh, most of my friends, are full-time musicians, have been. I, I never was a full-time musician. I could never get there. Um, I, I don't know why, having, having a clue, I just, I just could not seal, I just couldn't seal a deal in any of the auditions I was doing with bands around the country. Um, they'd call me for freelance work, you know, to fill in for a night here and there. Uh, but outside of that there, I couldn't, I couldn't get work at all in the cover band scene uh, around Ireland for whatever reason. But, um, yeah, like, you know, just most of my friends are full-time musicians. You know, they pay their mortgage through playing at pubs and playing at weddings and all that there. And I know a lot of the guys in the different circuits, you know, whether it's the country scene or the you know, the wedding scene, the country, uh, you know, the cover band scene and all the rest. And they get hit with that the whole time. And they are going to get hit by the bars, I'd say. Not in the west of the country, in the east coast. I'm going to put it out there because in the last couple of years, I didn't play the east coast of Ireland. I rarely ever played in Dublin for two reasons. It didn't pay enough and the crowds weren't great. The, the crowds in Dublin are not great to play in front of. Uh, they'll sit there looking at you, staring at you, and they might applaud you and then they get bananas and then they're like, oh, one more tune. We well, go to the west, you know, you go to Letterkenny, Donegal Town, you know, Sligo, Galway, Killarney, Cork. Uh, even Limerick as well like they're all amazing places to play the crowds are ridiculous they go absolutely mental and that's what you want you're up there performing and the last thing you want to see people is sitting down at a table meh 
And then at the last four songs, they're going, "Wow, you're the best thing since sliced bread." It's just I was uh, I I was a little bit celiac at the start of this gig, and now I'm no longer celiac, and I can have I can have the bread, I can have the bread, I want the bread, give me more bread. Do you know what I mean? And it's that's a, it's a really weird analogy, but <laughs> go with it anyway. But that's the way it is. I've seen like long before COVID, I was in like I think it was the Silver Granite or somewhere in Dublin, and um, I saw Bouncer Town tell a couple to stop dancing and sit down. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was just like, what are you doing? That's they're supposed to be dancing. Let's up and dance. You know what I mean? Like it's a good song. Um, well, I can definitely see it now after COVID now, you know, you're definitely going to see, uh, you're going to see a lot of that happening. I, I've already seen it. I'm back gigging and I saw it last weekend in Donegal where a bouncer was stopping everyone from dancing and then the crowd just turned on the bouncer and just stood around him in a full circle, dancing around him. It was hilarious. But once again, I've gone off on a tangent and I've forgotten what I was talking about. Um, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Exposure for, yeah, exposure in, in exchange for services is a scam. I'm going to say just in, in, in exchange for services because I can incorporate the music side of things as well. And you will see that with bands as well. Like, you know, like um, where a band will, you know, a, a bar will offer 60 euro per member of band. So for a three-piece band, they're willing to pay 180 euro where they bring in a one-man band and they'll pay him two or 300 euro. And it's, it's, it's so, it's so ridiculous. And that's what the industry was turning into before COVID hit was all these one man bands and DJs were walking with three, 400 euro in their pocket for, you know, DJ playing, pressing the play button, a one man band with backing tracks, three, 400 euro. Or then you look at the, um, no, not, not all of them. Some of them may only be getting 150, but some of the bigger ones are getting more money. And then you look at the bands and they're like, oh, we only want, we only want to pay you uh, 350, 300 euro for a four or five piece band. You know, like, <laughs> where are you going with that? You know, we've, we've diesel and everything to pay for. Um, like, so yeah, places like Dublin, unfortunately, have not been worthwhile to play in, in a very long time, unless you're in the original scene. But even at that, you have to pay to play. So a lot of those venues, you have to pay the door. So you pay from the, from the money from the door to the bars. So that's how they work. So if you're even in the spirit store in the dock, um, I can't remember how much it was. Was it two? Was it two hundred and eighty? Did you pay out of the door? So you take the money at the door and you pay them two eighty. And then if you play a lot of covers, because they're an original venue, if you play a lot of covers, they actually take more money off you because you're supposed to be playing originals the whole way through. It happened to me before years ago. We were in a, um, a blues band. We played a few covers and they took more money off us. Um, so yeah, so in the original scene, it's it's tough because it's all reinvestment, you know. So any money you make, you put it back into the band, you know, so you can afford to go into a recording studio and stuff like that. So you actually never make any money from the original band scene anyway. But a lot of venues and stuff like that, they will hit you with the exposure nonsense as well. Or you have to be... Um, you have to play as a support act for years before you'll even get a headline act. Um, you have to prove your salt on all of those. And, you know, so I've come from that background and I've absolutely detested it. I've hated it. Um, you know, so when I hear it in photography that it's, it's just as rampant in photography, it's just, it's infuriating, you know, and this push with Instagram and all the other social medias is given more, opportunities for people to do this and it's just the ego beavers the young one the the people who are new to the who are new to the art and want to get their name out there they'll dive all over this and what all it does is it damages it for anyone else who wants to earn from it now i'm not using this as a ploy to say hey charge you don't have to charge 
But just just remember, they're not respecting you either if they're giving you a dodgy deal. Just make sure it's worth your while and don't be coming back afterwards going, oh man, I shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. That was, a, that was a bad deal. I should have seen more into it. Just take your time. You don't have to reply to the email. You don't have to reply to the phone number. You, know, you don't have to give them an answer on the phone call there and then. You can take your time and assess it and ask all the relevant questions. And if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. But, you know, just be careful out there. There is a lot of, there is a lot going on out there for people looking for stuff for free. And it's always the creatives that have to pay for it. It's always the creatives. You'll never get a carpenter who would agree to any of this. You'd never get a, you can't get a plumber as it is, but you definitely would never get a plumber to agree for exposure for him to fix radiators in your house or something you say, you know what I mean? Even it wouldn't matter if you have two million followers, they're still not going to fix your house for free. They're going to they're gonna want to get paid because, you know, you can't pay for groceries with exposure points in Tesco's. And I always say that. I'm sorry, but until Tesco's start accepting exposure points, I'll have to take uh, cash or I can invoice you. And then, you know, they'll be on their way. They'll, they'll move on. And the ones who give you the snarky replies are definitely 100% the least professional of the people you'll be dealing with. So if they give you a snarky reply, just remember, the professional people don't do that. The unprofessional people do. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you got something from this. You know, check me out on Instagram and all the other social medias. You'll find me everywhere on uh, at Mark Duffy Photography, except for Twitter. That's Mark Duffy Photo because they don't allow you to have that many characters in your name. And uh, I would say as well as that, for anyone who is on Clubhouse and has stopped using it, um, it would be nice to see a few more Irish photographers in these rooms that I'm involved in. I've come across one since July. It seems as though a lot of people don't use it as much anymore. And there are some fantastic photographers out there. I was in a room recently with Jeff Lipsky. And I was just like, oh my good God, I'm on stage with Jeff Lipsky. This dude is a legend. Like, and he'd be there and he's just having the crack with you. Like, from, if you look at his profile photo, you're like, ah, this guy, this guy ain't much. And then from talking to him, you're like, this dude sounds like he has a good bit of experience, but he's good crack. And then you go into his profile and you're like, holy fuck, what? Who? This dude? I know that, I know that photo. I know that photo. Just look, as soon as you see his photos, you're going, oh my good God, I've seen his work so often. He is unreal. And there's loads like that. And it's a lot of high-end American photographers who are just chillaxing on Clubhouse and just enjoying the conversation. So if you want to benefit from Enton, I uh, highly suggest getting on the Clubhouse. And you don't have to get up on stage. You can just sit in a room and you can listen because there's a lot of good things being spoken. There's a lot of shite talk being talked as well, but that's always good as well. Like So as long as you're willing to stay up until two in the morning, uh, it's a good time to get chatting between midnight and two in the morning at the minute because there's no Irish or UK photographers online. But anyway, I will leave you with that and I will get chatting to you again. Later Gators.